This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is March 20th, 2020. It's your boy, Jonathan. I am here with my main man, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on? I'm good, man. I'm just, uh, you know, week whatever of quarantining. And, uh, you know, same same old song as everybody else has right now. I'm just trying to not be so bored. I have the same exact feeling, my man. I have lost count of the, the days, the, the weeks, how long it's been. I think we kind of started a little bit earlier in the quarantine than most people here in Florida did. We started like the first or maybe second week of March. And apart from a, a quick little two-day trip up to North Carolina to pick up my mother to bring her back to the state of Florida, I have not really left this house. I left once a few days ago to go for a drive just so that I can remember what the outside world looks like. Right. Other than that, I haven't gone, you know, any further than the end of my street. So you, uh, you've been. What have you been doing? You said you've been staying in your house. So what have you been up to? I mean, the the listeners know. You know, we've been playing a lot of Warzone. The other night, Correct. Me, my brother-in-law, and my younger brother, we popped off. First night, first match of the night, caught a dub. Very, mm-hmm. very next match, caught another dub. Lots of dubs. Okay. We ended up going like three for seven on the night, like three three wins in seven matches. Listen, I've seen bad, I've seen worse, and um, the worst is pretty much every other time I get on Xbox. I think I don't think I've gotten more than one win in one sitting. So congratulations! It's a it's a it's a big accomplishment during this quarantine. I couldn't believe it. You know, I told the boys after we got the first win, I'm like, I hope you guys are ready to do nothing but lose for the rest of the night because it just doesn't. You don't get two dubs in one night let right. alone two dubs in a row. Correct. And then it was like, no, there's no way we're getting a third win. That's just impossible. That's silly. And then mm-hmm. we actually had one of our friends join. You know, we were a trio. And then, you know, there was three before, and now there's four, like the Wolf Pack. Right. And, um, yeah, we had to, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. You know, when you have, when you have a squad, a lot of variables there. But, uh, yeah, we're able to pick up another dub. So it, it's good times. But, honestly, Luke, since the last time that you and I talked on the pod last Sunday, I got a little thing in the mail that I've been waiting literally for about five years for. And that would be the Final Fantasy VII remake. Hmm. Okay? All my Final Fantasy people out there, Luke's, Luke's going to sit this one out. He's not a big Final Fantasy guy. But I told him it's before true. we got on the pod that I, I wanted to riff a few minutes on Final Fantasy. Right. So go ahead. My Final Fantasy adventure of my entire life started when I was like four or five years old watching my oldest brother play Final Fantasy seven. He claims there's a little, you know, back and forth here as to what the actual truth is. But he claimed that I broke his third disc. Anyone familiar with Final Fantasy seven? The original Final Fantasy seven on the PlayStation one had three discs. That's how big the game was. He claims I broke the third disc. Then went on to snap the other two discs, like, right in my face. He was so angry. (laughs) He's, like, 10 or 11 years older than me. He was not happy, right? So then, from that point, I remember playing a little bit of Final Fantasy VIII. I remember playing Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, X-2, XII, XIII, XV, and just... I, I just love Final Fantasy. It's arguably my favorite gaming franchise of all time. 
so where does this remake match up in terms of the other ones you had played? As far as my you want oh so you're asking for like top five. I listen, if you want to go top five, you can go top five. I'm just saying this remake that you've been raving about, is it up in the top three of all their games? Top two, one, where you got it? All right. So my favorite Final Fantasy of all time is gonna be Final Fantasy ten. It was mm-hmm. the the first Final Fantasy that I really got to sit down and play for an extensive period of time where I had my own system, I had my own copy of the game, my own memory card, didn't have to fight with anybody to play the game. I've been playing that game literally for 18 years on and off, like every six months I'll bust it out. I have the uh, Final Fantasy X HD Remaster Collector's Edition, because I'm a nerd, I buy the Collector's Edition. Um, and I'll play that game for a few weeks, like every six months, and I just never get sick of it. It's just such a good game. Obviously, the nostalgia is a huge part of that for me. Um, so Final Fantasy X is, is my all-time favorite game. Like, nothing else is even close. Mm-hmm. Now, from that point, it gets a little bit tricky. The only other Final Fantasies that I've actually beaten and played all the way through are going to be Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy twelve, and Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy VII, um, I never really got uh, my hands on my own copy until a few years ago. And believe it or not, I've had a lot of issues with finding TVs that are made now um, that will handle the crappy resolution of a PlayStation 1 game. So right. uh, I downloaded Final Fantasy VII off of like the internet, so it's on my computer. I bought it off of Steam. My plan is, between now and the next edition of the Final Fantasy VII Remake to play the original and beat it. However, There's multiple editions of this? We're going to get into that, Luke. Just just pump the brakes a little oh, bit, all right? Boy. All right? So I thought I was getting my Warzone partner back soon, no, but apparently not. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Well, I might come back to Warzone. Well, that remains to be seen. But so Final Fantasy 7 is just really nostalgic for me because I remember watching my brother play it. I have played um, the first disc in its entirety. Um, obviously, Cloud and Sephiroth are uh, characters in the Kingdom uh, Hearts obviously. games. Yeah, you don't yeah. know that. I, I'm nerding out hard right now. I you appreciate are. you letting me have the floor for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, them being in Kingdom Hearts and, and playing Kingdom Hearts as I've grown up. So I just have like a strong like nostalgic connection to this game that I've never even played completely. So there, people have been begging for years and years for Square Enix to make a remastered version of Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII is one of the most famous video games of all time, one of the most beloved video games of all time. So 2015, I think it was at E3, when, when Square Enix announced that they were making the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like I've just been waiting for this game, just hanging on every little bit of news coming out about that game from now until last Sunday when I got the game in the mail. So the game came out last Friday, but because of all this corona craziness that's going on, there was a, a shipping delay. So I got it Sunday. I think by the time I, I edited up uh, editing the pod and, and winding the night down, it was like 2 a.m., and I mm-hmm. said, I still have to play this game. So I played until like 4 o'clock in the morning, still got up for work the next day and everything like that. Since then, every single night, as soon as the kid goes to bed, at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, I've been playing from like 8 o'clock to like 2 or 3 and sometimes 4 in the morning. Just I cannot get enough of this game. 
So anybody that, whether you were like kind of questioning whether you wanted to play the remake for whatever reason, because if you played the original, you I just think you have to play the remake. If you've never played the original or if you've never played a Final Fantasy game before, let me give you just my elevator pitch. I don't really know what an elevator pitch is, Luke, so don't hold me to this, but if I saw you in an elevator and you asked me, tell me about Final Fantasy, I would not let you out of the elevator until I finished what I was saying. Yeah, I'd be scared that you wouldn't let me out exactly. of that. So this, Just well, keep telling me. Eventually, eventually. So this is what right. I would say. Just phenomenal story. Like, the, the character development is just so wonderful. Like, the, the beginning of the game, Cloud is just this really cold and um, just not personal at all. But as the game goes on, they did such a good job with the writing and the voice acting especially of really bringing that character to life. It, they just I can't speak enough of how well they did with creating the characters and bringing them to life in their remake but then just like the combat system because original Final Fantasy 7 a lot of people know was the old very slow paced turn style combat which I love I love that about Final Fantasy 7 I love about you know Final Fantasy 10 but they definitely made the combat much more fast paced at times it's really really stressful but in the best possible way it's very very rewarding when you kill a tough enemy or you kill a boss the way that they brought the city of Midgar to life, the the different slums and everything like that. Uh, Sephiroth, in my opinion, one of the greatest video game villains of all time. The way that they just brought him to life, and once again, the voice acting was just phenomenal. They changed certain things about the game as far as the story goes, so it's not the exact same thing that happens in the original, but it stays really, really true to, to the, the general plot. But I'll wrap it up. If you haven't played that game, you have any interest in playing that game just just go play it back to your original question it's it's got to be two or three for me in final fantasies that i've ever played in my life it's it's really just a wonderful wonderful game i'll say final fantasy 10 is number one Ah, man i'll I'll call final fantasy 9 and final fantasy 7 remake 2a and 2b only because i've never played the original final fantasy 7 all the way through and then being as how 12 is the only well 12 and then 15 I'll put 12 at four or three whatever that is and then 15 at, at, at three or four Luke I appreciate you doing I know you have no idea what I'm talking about right now hopefully somebody out there is a Final Fantasy fan and they they uh, got something out of that yeah guys in case you didn't know this is a podcast about the Orlando Magic and NBA basketball uh, is it really I complete I didn't if even you've know been that. with us the last seven minutes of our lives um, it's been about video games so that's fine that's what it is we, we do what we have to and uh, it's you know, quarantine is, man there's literally nothing going on about the Orlando Magic so what do people it, expect us to talk about it it's point? true they expect us to talk about this next thing which I have a question for you uh, my wife and I were sitting down at dinner the other night and my wife and I talk a lot, as most married couples do, right? But in this time, we talk a whole lot. So the the conversation, just like you have to get pretty creative with your ideas and your questions and anything like that. So I, I said to her, we're eating dinner. I said, Lauren, and this is the, the question I'm posing to you, Jonathan. Lauren, if you could eat the same meal three times a week the rest of your life, if you had to, not if you could, same meal three times a week for the rest of your life, what meal are you going with? And and just to give you an idea, Jonathan, I went with a restaurant back in my hometown of Ocala, Florida called Latino's y Moss. Uh, it is a Hispanic restaurant. And I said I would go yellow rice and chicken um, and then with sweet plantains on the side. That That's my meal the rest of my life. 
or three times a week for the rest of my life, I should say. All so, right. So with, with that being said, what what is yours? Do I have any stipulations? Like, can I go back in time to maybe, you know, food that doesn't exist anymore? Am I I'm able to, like, add things to that? Or, like, what are we looking at here? Give me some confides you, of my answer. So so what it should – the the outline here should be you have to have, like, a main food, such as, like, chicken or something, whatever, the meat or whatever – um, then you have to have a side, which mine being an example is rice. And then you can get like an extra, which is my sweet plantains. So, and you can bring back food from any time, whatever you, if, as long as you've had it, whatever, that's what you could have. All right. So anybody, people that listen to this podcast, I know there's literally probably maybe two or three people in my hometown of Port Richie, Florida that actually listen to this podcast. So this is for strictly my Pasco County people represent okay there used to be a barbecue restaurant on 19 right before the cody river bridge that was called briscoe's barbe not not briscoe's what am i thinking bilbo's barbecue okay this guy used to own a restaurant in georgia for like 15 years or something like that decided him and his wife wanted to retire they sold the restaurant they moved to florida decided they wanted to open another restaurant right this, I don't have to go into too much detail, but was the absolute best barbecue that I've ever had in my entire life. My wife and I would literally go there every single Friday when we got off work, and it was just like a staple in our lives for so long. Now, since then, they have actually sold that restaurant again, um, and it's changed hands a couple times. It's just not the same. So anyways, I am going their beef brisket meal, okay, mm-hmm. which includes garlic bread. It includes a little... uh a little thing that not a lot of people have heard of called Brunswick stew, which I don't really know how to explain, but it's just absolutely delicious. It's this stew. It's got um, like pulled pork in it, but it's also got um, like corn and and like potatoes in it. It's it's just phenomenal, right? Apart Mm -hmm. from that, um, it also comes with garlic bread. Apart from that, I am going to go with sweet plantains. Sweet plantains, to me, can go with any type of food, any type of meal. Maybe not Italian. I don't think I would do like a chicken parm in sweet plantains. But basically <laughs> anything else, I would eat sweet plantains with. Like Even sometimes when I go to a Chinese restaurant, if they have plantains on the menu, I still get plantains with my Chinese food. Yeah, I mean, plantains are incredible. Uh, my wife... It's the, the most underrated her, side in the, in the face of the earth, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I asked her uh about what her take was on sweet plantains because we haven't been in too many situations where sweet plantains were on the menu um but she said that they're too sweet i believe it was what she said and um i don't know she said i, I was like i don't know i kind of like having a little something sweet with everything and she was kind of like a dessert almost exactly but that yeah exactly that i'm fine with that I'm right with that. It's kind of like eating like sweet potatoes with your meal. I love sweet potatoes. They're just super sweet. But I, I you know, I don't discriminate. So I'll eat swamp, sweet plantains any day of the week. I don't like sweet potatoes, but I love yams and I love what? sweet potato fries. But I can't just eat like a sweet potato. Is that a texture thing? I don't think so. I just some like obviously with the yams. Sweet potato fries taste a lot like sweet potatoes, Jonathan. Yeah, I just I don't know. Oh, and sweet potato chips. I love sweet potato chips, but I just this will is, not eat a sweet potato. You are 
I have a, I have a confession. Habits. You know what? I don't think I've actually ever tried to actually eat a sweet potato, but I've just like seen it and like a handful of times and just said, if you like I'm sweet good. potato fries, okay, Jonathan, here's where you start. It's like with coffee, which I don't drink, by the way. It's like with coffee. Uh, you can't start with a black. You can't start with a sweet potato plain. You you have to butter it up, maybe put a little cinnamon sugar on top of it, and that's incredible. That's incredible, right? I like that. Now, re, you know, once I got more into sweet potatoes, um, I just do butter on it, and that's it. But cinnamon sugar on top, it's very good. Obviously, when it comes to the yams, like I'm talking candy yams, like you know your Thanksgiving style with the marshmallows and everything on top. So the marshmallow. I'm a big marshmallow guy. I love s'mores, so the marshmallow goes a long way as far as doctoring up those candied yams. But I do think I'll have to give the sweet potato another try. Going back to the the plantains, the sweet plantains, something that was kind of funny. You might find this funny as well. So my dad, right, He doesn't. he's not a big basketball guy. He's not a big sports guy, so he doesn't listen to the pod regularly. Right. But um, my dad, you know, he's a Christian. I thought he would really enjoy the conversation that we had with Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. So I sent him, you know, that episode and I, I reached out to him a couple days later, like, oh, hey, did you check that out? He's like, oh, you know, I'm not really into basketball. I'm like, no, dad, like you really should check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. He goes, all right, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll listen to the entire thing. Yeah. I, I call him expecting him to, to talk to me about Jonathan Isaac and, you know, how much he liked, uh, you know, the, the interview and, and our conversation and everything like that. No, you know what he leads with? Where, where do I get some sweet plantains? I've never had sweet plantains before. That's what my dad took away from the Jonathan Isaac interview, was that he wow. needed to try sweet plantains. That's right. We did touch on sweet plantains, didn't we? For like three seconds. And your dad, that's what he got out of that's it. That's what Listen, my dad got we out are of a it. podcast for every audience, and that is proof. Absolutely. The man wanted to find sweet plantains after that. Absolutely. Jonathan Isaac to. might not have led anybody to Christ on that podcast, but he led my dad to sweet plantains. To sweet plantains. Hopefully both, but we definitely know about the sweet plantains. We know about sweet plantains. That's that's great. And, you know, speaking of that guest, Jonathan Isaac, we had on, we we got a little something else cooked up for uh, the six We got a little fans. something up our sleeves. We do. And this podcast, this episode will release Monday, uh, which will be April 20th. Um, but then later this week uh, on Friday is what we're shooting for. I'm sure we'll have it out to you then. We will have a special guest on. Um, it is not a player. It is an Orlando Magic fan. They have been to many games. There's documented proof of this. Uh, they make some videos on a platform you might know called YouTube. Um, and, you know, we're excited to have them on. It's, it's, it's a first for us again. Um, so we've had a lot of firsts here in this past month, month and a half since um, since we started co-hosting together on the Six Man Show. So, Jonathan, I'm excited for it. Uh, I hope that they'll tune in. We'll continue to tease it throughout the week, uh, and hopefully they enjoy it as well. Yeah, man, I'm super, super excited. Obviously, don't want to throw the name out there just yet. Want to keep it a little bit of a surprise, but should be a right. lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Should make for a great episode. Um, and, and, yeah, uh, uh, you said, we're, yeah, that we're going to be recording that, I think, tomorrow, and then we'll be releasing that Friday. So, be on the lookout for that. But, Luke, we got a couple of news items actually related to basketball. If you want to touch on those really quickly, we'll kind of if you If you actually want to get into basketball, we, we can do it. You did mention that this was an Orlando Magic podcast, so I think at some time like, we should try to get into that a little bit, yeah. All right, all right. So what do you got? What do, what do you want to get into? Okay, so first of all, tonight, obviously you guys will be listening to this on Monday, but tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern, 
ESPN is releasing parts one and two of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Which what season was that this filmed during again? Uh, I I thought was it only the 1997 season? I believe or is it was. It kind of doc. I think you, that's why they I called didn't... it the Last Dance. Right, that would make sense, wouldn't it? It's kind of his last stretch um, after he came back from playing baseball for reasons that they don't want to talk about. But the 98 they, Bulls, the, the 98 Bulls. Okay, so it was that season. So um, yeah, I mean it's gonna be entertainment. They made the right move pushing up the release date. It was supposed to air in the summer, I believe. Um, so here we find ourselves April 19th and they're airing it, which is great. I mean, I listen Sunday nights after we record the pod, I don't have anything else going on. So, you know, I'm sure that, uh, we'll be kind of working on this pod, uh, putting it together, piecing it together while watching that, that documentary parts one and two tonight. I am really excited. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, Michael Jordan is arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. Yes, it is arguable. If you want to argue that come see me in my Twitter mentions, we'll get into it. And while you're at it, you can tag me at LukeSylvia96, and uh, we can all talk about it. Well, just well, Luke and I will gang up on you. Is is what happened? <laughs> You'll get jumped in our Twitter mentions. No, I'm just right. I'm totally kidding about that. Um, <laughs> but no, like I wouldn't call myself the biggest Michael Jordan fan, but obviously every single kid growing up, you know, playing basketball, um, huge Space Jam fan as a kid. I, I watched that movie probably a hundred times, not only because you know of Michael Jordan. Um, but also because of the Looney Tunes. What kid doesn't love Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, and you know the rest of the gang and all that stuff? Lola so, Bunny? Uh, still a big Lola Bunny fan. Pause. So. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm also a huge fan of my wife. Let me just throw that out there. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, you know, it's going to cause for a, a lot of a heated conversation on Twitter, which is always very, very entertaining to follow. Not so much to be a part of, but I'm going to try to avoid that best that I can if I can help it. But no, I think it's going to be really great because, you know, we're going to get a look at Michael Jordan that 99.9% of the planet has never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, really, really, um, I don't maybe educational isn't the right word, but you're definitely going to learn a lot. You're going to, you know, definitely. I think we're going to come away from this with a new perspective on Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a little bit worried that people are going to think he's a horrible person. Um, I think that you could argue in a sense that he, you know, he wasn't the best teammate ever, which a lot of people will argue can't argue with results, but you know, whatever. So uh, I I, it's, it is what it is. But, but like I said, Great entertainment to uh, during this quarantine. There's something you can't deny, and that is that Michael Jordan is an entertaining person. Yeah, one, once again, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, one of the most accomplished basketball players of all time, most beloved, most idolized, everything like that. So you can't take that away from him. I definitely think it's going to be, you know, entertaining. Uh, and yeah. I mean, we're looking at the next five weeks of this. Every single Friday or Sunday night, excuse me, at nine o'clock, they're going to be running two parts. So. Uh, I, I think I really think it's going to be really cool. Um, you know, it's going to be weird uh, to see if, you know, you can kind of go back eventually and kind of watch it in its entirety, mm-hmm. kind of like you do with like a, you know, a Tiger King or, or something like that where you can right. kind of binge it because then, you know, certain things will kind of, you know, jump out to you. Obviously, when you're yep. watching two episodes a week, things are going to kind of get lost and you're going to kind of forget things. But right. yeah, I, I definitely think think it's cool. You know, it's cool that, you know, Michael Jordan is going to be kind of, um, in a way, kind of revealed to like a younger generation that never really got to, um, you know, witness him. Uh, no pun yeah. intended when we're talking about one of the greatest players of all time. 
But, um, you know, even to, to somebody like myself, you know, I've obviously gone back, watched a whole bunch of highlights. You've heard of people talking about Michael Jordan your entire life. But there's a lot of things that I just never got to witness. So that part, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure everybody's going to tune in. Let us know what you guys think about that. Next order of news this week, uh, Adam Silver was quoted that the, the NBA has started discussions uh, as far as if the NBA returns, uh, what is kind of inevitably going to look like the league will probably have to play in a bubble, right? Yeah. Meaning they're going to be playing in front of fans. They're going to be living you know, in hotels with you know, minimal contact with the outside world. There's going to be tons of testing and everything like that. They have said that there's nothing kind of decided yet, whether that is going to look like it's in Las Vegas uh, or whether that's going to you know, be in Orlando. Now, Orlando Magic fans, um, there's a, a writer uh, for Yahoo, I believe. He covers the Boston Celtics, but he does you know, root for the Magic a little bit. He, you know, will put some commentary out there. He's been on, um, you know, Philip Rossman Reich's podcast in the past. So Keith Smith, uh, Luke, tell us a little bit about that piece that Keith wrote, what his idea was for the league being able to return to action. Yeah, so he came and, and, and wrote this article that kind of was something I hadn't thought of, um, which it was almost once he explained it, it made a lot of sense. And it probably makes the most sense. It makes more sense than Vegas. It's just... In, in its entirety, it's a. I think it's a great idea. I don't know if you know they'll if both sides will agree, but it is that the remainder of the basketball season be played at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, which is in Orlando, Florida. Um, and unfortunately, you know, normally people get excited. Yeah, it's in Orlando, but there will be no fans if this does happen. So we wouldn't even, you know, those in the central Florida area and, and like you, Jonathan, those, those people wouldn't get to really enjoy it in its entirety and, and in person, but it is exciting in the sense that this could bring basketball back. And uh, the reason being they have housing, they have resorts at Disney. Um, I believe uh, they have multiple basketball courts. Uh, it says here. Yeah. In the article um, that, Wide World Sports can offer more than 12 courts, broadcast-ready facilities, and everything else the NBA would need. And I think you can't argue with that. There's a lot. You can house the uh, players, the resorts, I believe, if I'm not incorrect, aren't being used right now at all. Um, Disney is completely in shutdown mode. So if they would agree to bring in um, the NBA, and maybe, who knows, maybe Orlando, we finally see it pay dividends that Orlando's sponsor on their jersey every game is Disney. Um, maybe Disney will say, you know, you know what? Yes, we have ties to the NBA. We we have sports facilities. Let's bring in all these teams, generate some revenue uh, with TV deals. Who knows what they can kind of, you know, bargain out with the NBA. Um, I think that that I think it's a great a, th a great thing. I think it would be a great opportunity for Disney as well as the NBA and a great opportunity for us because guess what, Jonathan? That means we have NBA basketball back, which we've missed so badly. If uh, anybody follows us on Twitter, I, I put a little uh, edit together today um, to the tune of Blink-182's I Miss You. Everybody listening to the podcast needs to know one thing, and that is that uh, Luke Sylvia is not a fan of Blink-182. We're not going to get into that, but, you know, to each their own. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> But uh, just doing that, Luke, just made me realize how much I miss basketball in general, but specifically the Orlando Magic. Just seeing our guys, um, you know, just go to war night in and night out, rooting for those guys, cheering those guys, you know, cursing those guys at times, and then cheering them two seconds later. Just all the good, all the bad. 
I really just miss Orlando Magic basketball so much. But uh, back to what we're talking about with Keith Smith and this article that he put together uh, with, you know, Walt Disney World and everything like that. To me, it makes the most sense. Um, And to me, if the NBA is going to come back this season, that is what I think is probably the most likely option. Um, I know the parks are closed. I don't know if the hotels are completely closed right now, but I'm sure they're mostly vacant. They talked about the uh, Pop Century and All-Star Resorts specifically just because of their like proximity to the ESPN Worldwide of Sports. And then like you mentioned, you know, they have so many courts they, there. They have the ability, you know, all the, the broadcast stuff and, you know, all those capabilities are already set up there. So, uh, but man, just honestly... Do whatever you got to do, Adam Silver. Just just get basketball back, man. That's that's all yeah. I want at this point. Yeah, and, and another thing is, and that is brought up in the article, they uh, the Art of Animation Resort and Pop Century Resort are connected resorts uh, that's to what each it was. other. Art of and Animation, they, not All Star. My bad. Yeah, and and they've got almost five thousand rooms. So no reason um, that we can't, you know, get, get those players. And, and if they're worried about, you know, too big and, you know, if there are people there, I don't know. But uh, then, you know, it goes on to say, you know, if more high-end accommodations are desired, this brand-new Riviera Resort is nearby as well. It's much smaller, which is 300 rooms, but has all the food, beverage, recreation, and accommodations that would be necessary. So uh, I think there is a lot of options. Disney itself presents a lot of options. So I think that hopefully we can kind of get back into that 25-day plan that we talked about last week that would need to happen in order to get back into basketball, training camps, individual workouts, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, if we want that to happen, uh, it, we need to get the ball rolling. Um, I say that as if we can do anything about it to get the ball rolling, but, uh, I, I'm basically begging Adam Silver at this point to get the ball rolling on this. So what your last comment there, when you said like, we can do anything to get the ball rolling, I haven't asked you, what is your take on when people refer like to their favorite sports teams as we, like it, when I say the Orlando magically, I say like, we need to win a title. We need to do this. What's your take on that? Cause some people find that pretty weird. Yeah, I, I've heard that before. Um, I don't really think that I really care when it comes to NBA basketball in terms of what, how people refer to their teams. I say we, I'll say they when I refer to the Magic. You know, it just it goes back and forth for me. I switch my you know my my pronouns and and on that um, on of wh- which I refer to the Orlando Magic or any NBA team. But uh, I will say the issue I have with uh, college sports is uh my thing is if you didn't go there don't say we oh so you're Um, a purist yeah when it comes to college sports and i i said i the reason that it got instilled me is because the radio internship that i had in ocala um you know a few years back i would refer to the florida gators as we and uh and one of the co-hosts of the show would always tell me oh do you did you go there do you play for them like do you are you connected with them and I was like, well, no. And then eventually I went to Florida and you know what? I stopped referring to them as we until I graduated from there or was went there. Sorry. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I When it comes to NBA, I, I don't really I don't know. I don't have a take on it. You can say whatever you want. I live or die with this team. So I say we anybody that doesn't like that. Once again, my mentions are open. <laughs> Come get it. Definitely yeah, concerns me a little that. bit, but, you know, I packed that thing, too. So you come around <laughs> this way, you will get clapped. That's one of my favorite memes right there. I use it all the time. Uh, all right. That's so, so that's about it for the news this week. Uh, we are going to get back into the Dinwiddie Cup here. Luke, we are in the quarterfinals. We're going to go through four matchups this week, which will bring us to the final four, the semifinals next week, and then the following week we will have the Dinwiddie Cup final. So this week we're going to have Milwaukee to take on the Chicago Bulls. 
The L.A. Clippers take on the 76ers. The New Orleans Pelicans take on the Houston Rockets. And then the Toronto Raptors take on the Atlanta Hawks. I feel really bad for the Bulls. They have been so hot and they have played so well to get to this point. But I think they are getting swept today, Luke. Um, Looking at these series, I think... The, the Clippers, 76ers, and then the Pelicans and the Rockets series, those are really our only hopes at, at having close series this week. Yeah, and would like to point out, weekly reminder, my team that I predicted is still in it. Uh, very true. So there's that. Very true, very true. And and your your pick got knocked out last week, so that's it. The Lakers did get knocked out last week, absolutely. So I'm just going through some of the p- preliminary stuff here. All right, so game one, Rockets against the Pelicans. Here we go, Luke. What is your prediction in this? We said this is this is possibly going to be the only close matchup that we have this week. Yeah, I mean, clearly 2K favors them a little bit. They had Zion put up some big numbers last week. I believe Brandon Ingram as well. A lot of those guys. J.J. Redick, I think, had a big game from three. So, you know, who knows? Maybe 2K simulations actually like the Pelicans a lot right now as they're up by eight and almost into the first half. Yeah, I, I've got to think that they are just weighing Zion so heavily. I haven't looked at his 2K rating lately. Um, but as I say that, now the Rockets are up double, double digits here midway through the third quarter. So maybe James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook are starting to do their thing. Uh, we still had about 20 games left uh, in the regular season before we actually got into the playoffs, which would have started uh, within the last couple of days. Um, but just the the, the, the Harden and, and Westbrook dynamic, um, I was really you know, kind of eager to see what that looks like in the playoffs and kind of see, you know, because regular season, you know, you can get out and run as much as you want, but in the playoffs, everything slows down. And what is that going to look like full time um, in in the, in the half court, but game one, the Pelicans take one Oh five to 99. They were getting smacked around there in the third quarter. And I think they outscored them by nine or 10 in the fourth to give them that six point win. But yeah, I didn't see that coming. You just kept talking and I just watched the score change a lot. So yeah, Pelicans came alive in the fourth quarter, take game one. So they're up one Oh against uh, the Houston Rockets, which would be another upset, but the Pelicans be on a roll. All right. We're going to get into Clippers, Philadelphia here. Let's go ahead and simulate this here. All right. So we'll have to forget about game one there. All right. All right. That's just, I hit simulate with SimCast, and it just simulated right through the game there. Huh. Okay, very interesting. Thank you, 2K. All right, so our our next game here is going to be Hawks-Raptors game one. All right. All right, now this, okay, so far Atlanta is out to a hot start. We're up 11-1 in the first quarter here, and they are just expanding this lead in the first quarter. I have no idea what is happening to the Raptors right now. Again, this is this is the beauty of video games and 2K. I say it every week. Anything can happen. And this is why this is a little unrealistic because there's... I mean, maybe the Hawks get one blowout game against the Raptors if Trey Young goes crazy as the Raptors kind of shrink this lead to only six, now four. So who knows what ends up happening, but you got to think the Raptors would win this series pretty handily. You know what I think about 2K? I've really not been happy with the PC version of this game. There just seem to be so many little glitches and, and so many little things that go wrong with this game. Now, I haven't spent too much time on the console version this year, but as far as the PC version, it just seems very buggy and just not a fan. I probably will never purchase this again unless we have another pandemic, which I hope we will never see again in our lifetime. Yeah, as you say that, the Raptors here take 
that first game, 128-123. So uh, the Hawks, while outscoring the uh, the Raptors 43-28 to in the first quarter, get outscored 41-33 to in the fourth. So uh, there's that. I mean, the Raptors take game one. It's a tale of, it's a tale of two halves, you know. Uh, Hawks yep. took the first half. Raptors came back strong in the second half. Siakam, I think, put up 30 points. So right now the Raptors are up 1-0 on the Atlanta Hawks, which was fully expected. And now we're going to get into the Bulls at Bucks game one. And I would be really just shocked if the Bulls just don't get steamrolled here. Once again, we're playing a five-game series in each one of these matchups today. So I think the Bulls take it, or the Bucks, excuse me, take it in three games. But they have surprised me at every single matchup so far through this tournament. Yeah, Chicago's been one of the teams that we really didn't expect. They their first round, uh, you know, they who was it? I think that they beat the Thunder, and then last round they beat the Heat, and the Heat had a close call against the Knicks uh, that first time around. So wasn't too surprising to see the Heat get beat by the Bulls, judging by how two K looks at the Heat. But uh, it was surprising to see them at least beat the Thunder. Well, what's surprising here right now is that for a moment there in the third quarter, the Bulls held a two point lead, and now it's literally just going back and forth. Bulls and Bucks exchanging the lead here as we go into the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is about the Bulls in 2K, uh, but 2K is really favoring the Bulls in some of these matchups. It just does not make any sense. A team that has been one of the worst teams in the entire league this year um, is just really being competitive with the best teams in the league so far in this tournament. As the Bucks end up taking game one, 130 to 124 in Milwaukee, one of the best defensive teams in the league letting the Bulls score 124 in game one. Luke, what is going on there? Man, I I don't know what – I don't know. I thought the Bulls were going to pull it out there for a second, but I think uh, what happened there would have happened in real life too. Bucks just came alive a bit too much. All right, we're going to get into Rockets-Pelicans game two here. Uh, uh, Clippers and 76ers game one was simulated – automatically by 2k for some reason so the clippers are up one to zero just for the sake of home court advantage luke i think we should let that one stand uh but we'll get in the game two houston and uh, and and if you see jonathan to your left it says that zion williamson is injured yeah he he suffered uh, a, a bruised shoulder in game one so you know he's out but the pelican's still up eight points right now in the second quarter well they actually said that he should be go- good to go for the next matchup so I think he is playing in this but obviously playing with an injury he is at risk of further injuring that shoulder so that will be something to monitor here for sure as we get into the second half the Rockets are up but they're not up much now we're tied so I mean be interesting to see how this shakes out Rockets did take game one but I mean, wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans can get this one at home, though. My head for a while there in the third quarter was just kind of going back and forth like, back a, and forth, like right. a tennis match as that lead was going back and forth. But now the Pelicans have a 10-point lead now with about excuse me, five minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. It's going to come down to the wire, I think. As the Pelicans are able to just eke past the Houston Rockets 113 to 111. The Pelicans now up two to zero in that oh, series. Excuse me. I, I, I misspoke. I thought Houston won the first game, but I uh, I quickly forgot. So Pelicans up two zero. That's crazy. All right, we're getting into Clippers, Seventy Sixers, game two here. Uh, this I think has the the chances to be our closest series here, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Once again, like you said, this is the team that you picked to go all the way, and right now up fifteen in the second quarter on the Seventy Sixers. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly certain the Clippers have the highest average overall for player ratings. So uh, this doesn't doesn't surprise me too much. I did expect that Philadelphia would put up as they do come back. There was like a 10-point lead. Now it's almost back up to that, and then Sixers came right back and now have the lead. Now, Luke, what do you what do you think as far as the 76ers go? You know, let's say the season comes back, um, you know, looking at the best teams in the East, we're probably looking at, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks. We're looking at the the 76, not the 76ers, excuse me. We're looking at the Boston Celtics. We're looking at the Raptors. If the 76ers don't reach, like, let's say the Eastern Conference Finals and, and lose in like the first or second round, what do you think happens with that team going forward? As we're in overtime right now between the Clippers and the 76ers, it looks like the Clippers are going to hang on. Uh, and take game two here, one twenty-eight to one twenty-two. The Clippers are up two to zero. But what what happens if the if the the Seventy Sixers have some kind of early exit in the playoffs this year? If we're able to get back to basketball, did they blow that up? Did they try to retool and, and make another run at it? What do they do? I mean, if you look at it, um, you know they lost. They did lose Jimmy Butler to the Heat um, last year. They were third seed, I believe it was. Um, you know, I believe they were a third seed. I don't recall, but I mean, they got as close as you possibly can get uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. If it wasn't for that Kawhi Leonard shot that hit every single part of the rim and then goes in, maybe they get to the NBA Finals. And, and based off of you know the way the Warriors just went down in a heap, maybe the 76ers win a title last year if it's not for that shot. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a setback this year as they sit at sixth at 39 and 26. Not something we expected. Uh, we expected that you know they would be you know pretty set, but you know they got the Pacers in front of them now at fifth. So uh, technically they're tied, but I guess the Pacers probably have a tiebreaker over them. So um, I don't know, man. I I guess you you blow it up. We're looking right now. The Hawks are trailing Toronto twelve points with just about a minute to go in the fourth quarter here. So it looks like Toronto is going to take game two. They are up two zero. Each one of our series right now is. Two games to zero. Milwaukee, Chicago is one to zero. We're going to get into that now. Um, I agree with you. I, I feel like if they were to have some kind of early first round exit, um, I think it's time to blow up the the Simmons and, and Embiid uh, dynamic. I just don't think they play all that well off of each other. I definitely think Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands. Embiid needs the ball in his his hands as well. And too many times, you know, Embiid's got the ball, you know, like high post. And Bill Simmons is just kind of standing underneath the rim, clogging up the lane. So it's just not a great fit, in my opinion. Um, I think the guy that you stick with is probably Embiid in that case. But um, I don't know how you feel about that. Jonathan, just just humor me here. Um, Do you think that a guy named Markel Fultz fits better with Joel Embiid? 100%. Oh, that's weird how that works, huh? Yeah, you know who doesn't fit well with Joel Embiid? Uh, Jonathan Simmons. Boy. Who doesn't play in the NBA anymore. Doesn't fit on that team. (laughs) He doesn't fit on any team, apparently. Nope. He's a G-leaguer again. Oh, my goodness. We're looking right now at Bulls-Bucks, and the Bulls are taking game two. What is going on with the Bulls? I have to look at the box score because this just does not make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know where they're coming from here unless Levine's putting up 60. Middleton, 18 points. Levine, 25. Markinen, 24. Wendell Carter, 17. And 15 rebounds. My goodness. Yeah, that's another thing. Larry Markinen has been playing at a pretty high level in these uh, simulations. I remember the first round he was uh, pretty good as well. But I just don't think Duque's taken into account that he's taken quite the hit in his points this year. And, uh, you know, he's he's not the player that Duque is saying he is right now. 
I, I, 2K, whatever you see in the Bulls, the rest of the world in reality does not see it. So we're jumping into game three here, Rockets and Pelicans. Rockets up 10 at the end of the first quarter here. As the Pelicans are now coming back in the second quarter, trying to make this a close game. And now the Rockets are just kind of extending this lead again. I mean, Russell Westbrook popped off in game one, or was that game two? Had about 38 points. Haven't seen a, a big uh, performance by Zion Williamson yet. As the Rockets hang on to a double-digit lead as we get closer to the fourth quarter. But now here come the Pelicans, three-point lead. And the Rockets here, this is a big swing game for them. So they, they need to get this to keep momentum going into the series. Obviously, it's over if they lose. So they're kind of fighting for their lives here, win or go home. All right. This is a... This is a very this is a close game here, 101 to 106, 130 to go. It is a potential elimination game. The Rockets don't win this game. They go home, so we are going to jump into this one here. You know, one of the few times we've gotten to jump in here in the last few weeks. Yeah, 2K, just, I don't, like, I just don't they know don't what to say. Games. They don't believe in close games. I mean, you know, this just goes to show you that it really is a simulation. Yep. It's a basketball simulator, and, um, yeah, it just does not go the way – Thing, you know, you think things would go in real life, unfortunately, but that's the nature of the business. It's a quarantine. Things are weird right <laughs> now, and they're they're going to be, you know, weird. So here we go. Rockets with the ball up five, 130 to go. And we've talked about this before as Russell Westbrook turns it over. He's got that Gatorade symbol. He's gas. He's probably so playing he's, all he's 40 tired. minutes. James Harden puts it in, so now they're up 108-101. He uh, kind of salvaged that possession there for him. I think I think the the Rockets are going to be able to hang on to this lead now. They're up 108 to 101 with 110 to go. You need you need a big three here, I think, from the Pelicans or an N one. But Jalil Okafor battling down low is probably not going to be your uh, way you win there. Definitely not. As he knocks down the first free throw, being fouled by Robert Covington, and he knocks down the second one. Pelicans down 103 to 108. One minute to go. It's not over. You it's not. Think. You get a stop, stop and score, and you're kind of right back in it. And maybe you get a two for one at some point. Wow, Westbrook just lays it in with contact. Tough finish over Jalil Okafor, and you got to think that's probably just going to about do it here. We've got about 50 seconds left in this one. Look at Zion. He's wearing that left arm sleeve, probably nursing that shoulder. Lonzo for three, no good. Rockets rebound, and you got to think at some point the Pelicans have to think about fouling here. Doesn't look like they they're might, going to. They they might be waving the white flag. It looks like they are hardened for three. It's no good. Here we go. This is going to be the Pelicans' last shot here. I think you've got to go for a three. And it's interesting, Lonzo. I mean, Zion has not touched the ball. I don't think in those last minute and a half that we've been watching, it's been all Lonzo and Jalil Okafor trying to get it done. But you'd think they would go to Zion. And now the the Rockets are just going to run the clock down. Ten seconds left. They're up seven. So there will be at least a game four here as the Rockets get their first win of the series. And that's just going to wind all the way down here. As we get into game three, 76ers and the Clippers here. This is a potential knockout game here. If the Clippers win this, they will move on to the semifinals, Luke. Yeah, that'd be a big one. I mean, that means they're still, they're still in it. My pick would still be alive. But they're they're down double digits right now to the Sixers at Philadelphia with about five minutes to go in the sec first half. 
as long as you've got Kawhi and you've got Paul George, you've definitely got a chance. Tie game here now in the second quarter. It's, I think this one's going to come down to the wire. It looks like this actually might be a, a competitive game. Hopefully we'll be able to jump into the end here and, and watch the last couple of minutes. Really, no team has been able to, to, as I say that no team's been able to break open the game, the 76ers now had a double-digit lead late in the third quarter. And they are up 10 in the, the seventh quarter, about six minutes to go now. Let's see if the Clippers are able to make a run at it here the last few minutes. And no, it looks like the, the 76ers are, are going to hang on to this one and win 117 to 110. So that series will continue. We are going to head back to Chicago now. I oh, know we're heading to Atlanta. Excuse me. I believe Raptors have a, a chance to close it out here, Luke. Yeah, this would be uh, be big for them. And considering that the teams facing elimination have both pulled it out so far, I'm interested to see how this one can go as they're up. Uh, Raptors are tied right now in the second quarter, actually. I saw that, um, speaking of the Hawks today, Trey Young tweeted out that he feels like this uh, The Last Dance documentary um, is going to alter his opinion on who is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, I saw that. That's uh, that's interesting. I I don't know. Is his stance? He's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, I I guess, but uh, but I don't know. That's just a weird thing to say. I mean, I guess it's nobody's really verbalizing it, but I I wouldn't be too surprised. I guess if some people do switch their opinions if they were kind of on the fence. Well, my thing about that is is why would you let a, a documentary? Um, as we, we missed out on the last couple of minutes here as we're talking about the last dance once again, but Toronto uh, was able to close out the series here against the Atlanta Hawks, sweeping them three games to zero. Um, and a, a big part of that, Trey Young uh, fractured his left hand in that game, so that was a big reason, I think. Good grief. Well, I, hopefully that doesn't happen. That's absolutely terrible, but um, no, I just don't think that you should really alter who you think is the best basketball player of all time based off of a documentary that um, doesn't change anything on the basketball court. That's yeah, just I mean, my opinion. It, it comes down to um, because Perception. a lot of us, you know, a lot of us weren't around during those times. So it just comes down to if this documentary sways your opinion, um, it just simply means you probably didn't watch him play, which I'm guilty of that. I didn't watch him play. And maybe this documentary gives enough information uh, to people that now they think, you know, OK, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. So who knows? I don't know. It just comes down to if, it, if you get your your opinion changed by a documentary you just probably weren't too informed before that I do remember watching Michael Jordan play on the Wizards I mean if that you know if that <laughs> says anything but uh and then I remember you know all the the Nike commercials after the fact you know thank you Jordan but like thank you for the third time for mm -hmm. retiring but no you know I've gone back and you know obviously watched you know tons of highlights you know I've watched um like the, you know game six against Utah you know stuff like that um yeah but it's not I the think same I think I was – no, it's definitely not, especially living in the moment. I can't imagine social media when Jordan was around if if they had then. Uh, as the Bucks do take that game, and it's uh, now 2-1. to one. So we'll see what they can do. The Bulls uh, did manage to take that game too, but you got to think the better team is going to win. But going back to Jordan, yeah, I was um, – you know, this is what a lot of people say. If I tell them I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, they tell me, you know, did you actually get to watch Jordan? Which, like, the answer to that is no. Um, but I promise I've watched a lot of clips that might add up to the time that they watched Jordan in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in 02, let's see, I was 
six years old, so I definitely wasn't watching Jordan even on the Wizards. You weren't missing much, so <laughs> people are going to think that we just hate Michael Jordan, but, you know, like, LeBron is our guy. Like, you, you grow up with a guy, and he's your guy, and I completely understand that. That's why I understand the people that, you know, say that LeBron, I mean, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, and they just will not come off of that rock. My biggest thing is at least have the conversation because there, there are enough people now, um, you know, experts in the field. You know, we're talking guys like Charles Barkley, you know, um, I believe it was maybe after the 2013 NBA Finals, he said that, you know, he never thought there was going to be a guy that was going to be able to be close to Michael Jordan. Um, yep. We have five seconds left here. The Pelicans have the ball up 98 to 97. If they win this game, it's over. So we're going to jump in here at the very beginning. All right. At the very end, I really should say. Um but yeah, so every, you know everybody's guy is their guy. It's the guy they grew up with. That's why part of me understands why you know like the Kobe fans um, make such a hard case for that. We'll get back to that in just a second here. We've got the the Rockets actually with the ball down one with five seconds left. If they lose this game, they go home. So it looks like PJ Tucker's going to inbound the ball to James Harden, and I'll give the play by play to Luke Sylvia. Yeah, so it looks like no surprise here. It goes to James Harden. He takes the last shot, and he misses. He he just misses. I believe it was a long two. That was a great look. It was a great look. He kind of made a move to get the defender off him. Just couldn't hit the shot. So now the Rockets go home as the Pelicans beat another team and they move on. But back to back to the Kobe thing really quickly before we get into the next matchup here. Like I understand, you know, growing up a guy is your guy, you idolize him. Obviously his terrible tri- you know, tragic untimely death. Um but if you just look at the numbers, you know, not to you know offend anybody, but if you look at the numbers, he just does not belong in the same conversation from a basketball perspective as Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Now, as far as a skill set perspective, Kobe Bryant is the closest thing that we have ever seen and probably will ever see to Michael Jordan. Uh, but just the efficiency is not there. That's that's kind of where I'll leave that there. But so I understand, you know, your guy is your guy. You want to, you know, defend him and everything like that, just like I've done for LeBron James, just like I would do for, you know, yeah. pretty much any guy on the Magic arguing with, you know, fans from another team. Um, but you have to at least have the conversation. Like I said, Charles Barkley said that never thought anybody would come close to Michael Jordan, but when it's all said and done, it's going to be close. Steve Kerr, a few years ago after the NBA Finals, it might have been the 16 Finals, but it might have been the 17 or 18 when they actually beat um, you know, LeBron James. I think it was actually 2018. Um, Steve Kerr said, you know, he's seen Michael Jordan, he's seen LeBron James, and any way you want to rank those guys, number one or two is fine with him. So for that guy who played with Michael Jordan, who literally has witnessed both of those players in person at their very best, that goes a long way. If you're not willing to have the conversation, then I can't have any conversation basketball related with you because you you just won't bring this guy off of this pedestal, which I understand, but I'm not there for that conversation. You passionate about that conversation, Jonathan? One hundred percent. My my <laughs> wife just commented in Twitch chat, Twitch chat that she'll have to share a video of me with a five page essay about why I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Like I spent hours after the two thousand eighteen finals just going through, and and it's all numbers, right? 
numbers yeah. aren't the entire story, but they're, I would say, 99% of it. If you want to start getting into the competition level and everything like that, I'll go blow for blow with, with anybody on that. I, I don't believe that you know Patrick Ewing's Knicks, who was who the, the second best player on that team, like John Starks, who was like, what, a two-time All-Star? Not that impressed with that. If you want to talk about the Indiana Pacers, whose best player was Reggie Miller, who was a career 18 points per game player, not all that impressed with that when you've got LeBron James going up against the likes of, you know, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Uh, we want to mm-hmm. talk about the, you know, the the Pacers teams that they played against. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard that he met in the playoffs. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, the Warriors. Luke, I'm going. I'm passionate about this. To answer your question, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked that mainly being facetious because I I knew the answer to that. Yeah, I'm after sorry. Your uh, your conversation. You get me but going. Yeah. I can't stop. I apologize. No, that's okay. So where are we at? We're we're here with the Clippers and the Sixers. Actually, I, is this series not over? This series, I do feel like, should be over. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember to be honest with you if it was two zero or two one. Over three zero. All right, here we go. Now it's two two. So we were we were incorrect on that as the Philadelphia 76ers blew out the Clippers in Game Four. So that will head to a decisive Game Five. We're gonna head to Chicago now, Milwaukee, and the Bulls for Game Four. And if the the Bucks are able to take this one, this series is going to be over. So, Luke, what, what's your give? Give us your take on the the great debate, as they say. Uh, I think I'm. I mean, I know I'm with you on that. Uh, I think LeBron is, uh, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Um, I I don't know. I I don't. I'm kind of. I'm not on the same boat as Steve Kerr, where he said you can rank them one or two. But I do take that, um, and don't take that lightly. That you know, as you said, someone that played with them would say that they're and essentially he said they're interchangeable um so i mean the, the debate is at least there um i think the biggest thing is you know lebron uh leaves cleveland the first time around they get 66 wins uh you know at one point and then the very next season they get 61 then he leaves and then they get 19 wins and they're a lottery team uh jordan left and his team went to the uh, uh still went decently far in the playoffs the next year so uh, i think that really all says all that needs to be said i think lebron's a better teammate i think he's a better facilitator uh i think there's a lot of things about lebron that are just simply better than michael jordan i think the one thing that you and i I, trust me i'm not the guy to defend michael jordan but just for literally the purpose of debate right now uh the like people just say that he's a gamer right like he just did whatever it took and would just will his team to, to yep. a win, whether it was win, lose, or draw. He was the guy usually taking the last shot, unless you're Steve Kerr, of course. Uh, you know, never getting to a Game 7 in the finals, never losing in the finals, stuff like that. Um, some of Michael Jordan's, you know, finals performances, like averaging 40 points a game against Phoenix, it's just absolutely insane. But then you look at Le- LeBron James averaging, you know, a triple-double, you know, in the finals. Leading also, his team in every category Every single statistical category. Um, yeah. Just absolutely insane. So, like, when he's saying you can rank them one or two, that's I, I lean towards LeBron James, obviously. But if you're at least able to have the conversation with me, I, I can at least be civil with you about that. Um, as Milwaukee beats the Bulls 137-106, to 106, so they will move on to the semifinals as well. Our last matchup of the night of the Dinwiddie Cup quarterfinals is going to come down to the 76ers in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers, and we'll see what happens there. All right, simulate that there. 
But yeah, this I mean, this is what's going to happen. What Luke and I are doing right now, a lot of people are going to disagree with the way that we feel about this. Um, I'm sure that we're going to hear about it from some people. That's completely fine. Like I said, the mentions are open. Uh, but this is exactly what this documentary is going to do. It's, it's just going to bring this conversation back up. Everybody swore. You know, three months ago, Kobe passed like, all right, we're done talking about this guy's better than this guy, but it's just always going to happen, you know, from now until the end of time. It's just, it's inevitable. It's impossible to avoid. Yeah. And like you said, it's impossible to avoid, but I just, the thing that interests me most is when, who's the next, is Zion Williamson the next one that gets tossed into that conversation eventually? I mean, I don't know. Um, people said they never thought they'd see someone compare to MJ again, but you know, here we are LeBron's here. I think eventually someone's going to compare to LeBron again. I don't know how long that'll be. I don't know if Zion's a guy, but these conversations are going to be around forever. As uh, we look at this right now, Jonathan Clippers are up 30 on the Sixers. Uh, so it looks like my pick for champion will stay alive. Absolutely. 102 to 170 in the decisive game five as the Clippers are going to move on to next week. So looking like our matchups next week are going to be, uh, looks like one versus yeah, one versus four. So Milwaukee versus the Clippers. And then the New Orleans Pelicans uh, are going to take on the Toronto Raptors. So that would be a two versus three. Uh, actually, not really in our entire bracket, but just the way 2K is showing it to me right now. But it's going to be some some pretty interesting matchups. So uh, next week is going to be the semifinals of the Dinwiddie Cup. Obviously, the following week will be the finals. We're going to keep that going. But no, I, me, I'm personally a fan of having these conversations. A lot of people say you can't you know, you can't really um, compare eras. Why not? Just because we say that, just because the game was different, because, you know, the, the talent level was different, whatever the case may be, situations for different, you know, the dynamic of the league was different. Who cares? That all plays into that conversation and the debate, the, how the league was different. Um, but like in that time, you know, how, how did that player perform? And I think that that's uh, something that people necessarily, you know, might not like, but you know, that's the truth of the matter is there's, there's always going to be that debate. Um, and I love talking basketball. I, I love talking that debate and I'm actually excited to eventually have more players put in there by the end of my lifetime where, you know, who knows, maybe my stance changes. Maybe LeBron won't be the greatest of all time by the time that I'm you know not on this earth anymore. Yeah. We, we don't know. We never know what's coming. Like you said, nobody thought that anybody was going to be better than Bill Russell. Here comes Michael right. Jordan. Nobody thought Michael Jordan, nobody could even get close to Michael Jordan. Then here comes LeBron James. Now, is Zion going to be that guy? He's a rookie, man. I'm so far away of being able to say that. But, you know, the the potential for him to be one of the all-time great players, like a, a top, you know, 15 to 20 player, I think is there. If you just look at his numbers right now, they're just absolutely insane. The likes of which we've never seen before as far as like his points per touch and his efficiency and everything like that. But very early in you know in his career i think he's he's and go ahead yeah and and here's the other thing that's crazy is who knows maybe there you know uh, eventually there will be that player that eclipses lebron and mj um and and who knows maybe that guy's in the league right now and his name's not zion williamson what if you know that's the great thing about basketball what maybe if it's, it's markel uh, fultz maybe it's jonathan isaac <laughs> right 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 uh but but you know maybe it's luka doncic who is 21 years old and you know, showed flashes of MVP um, like games this year. Um, you know, you, you got guys that you have no idea. Luka Doncic is a guy who, you know, realistically probably has 15 to 17 years left in his NBA career. He's got a long way to go. Um, who knows how many championships he ends up with? Who knows how many scoring titles? Who knows how many MVPs? That's the great thing about the NBA and why people love it so much is that because, you know, things happen that you never see coming. 
and uh, you know maybe Doncic is that guy or another young star, John Morant. Who knows? So, um, Jonathan, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm excited for the future of that conversation to see how it evolves. Um, I'm ultimately just happy for the game of basketball that there are there is so much young talent uh, in the NBA that we clearly like we really don't know who's going to be next. Absolutely, man. I'm definitely excited, but I think that's probably where we got to cut off the conversation. You know, you can talk all night. I can talk all night, especially when it comes to the NBA, especially things that we're passionate about. Uh, but like you said, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, this GOAT conversation is never going to end. And, and there never. are certain people that are on one side and they're going to stay on that side. There are certain people that are going to be on the other side. Like you say, water is not wet. I say water is wet. You're on your side, I'm on my side, and and we're probably never going to come up off of that. So Never. Never. So, But, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Six Man Show. That's really all that we've got this week. Uh, Well, for tonight's episode, at least, tune in for later this week, Friday. We're going to be dropping an episode with a very special guest. Once again, very excited to record that tomorrow. Uh, And then next week, we'll be bringing the semifinals of the Dinwiddie Cup. We'll talk about the last dance, you know, once we've watched this episode. Maybe we can talk about that tomorrow uh, on the pod, uh, Luke, if our, if our guest was able to is able to watch that at all tonight. So we'll have to right. check on that. Luke, you got anything else? Man, I think that's it for me. I'm, I'm excited for, for what the week has to bring, and I hope everybody else is as well. Absolutely, guys. Stay safe out there. Thank you so much for listening to the Six Man Show. As always, For Luke, this has been Jonathan, and we will catch you guys on the next episode of The Six Man Show. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!